Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Seek First Podcast. I'm Rick Brown. We talk about everything here, life, seeking God, biblical truth, today's culture, and whatever is on my guest's radar to unpack. We want to understand what is happening around us. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Take a minute to subscribe to the Seek First Podcast. Thanks, everybody. Let's jump in. To give you a little bit more background about who I am and what I do, uh, my name is Garrett Backstrom. I am the creative director here at Godspeed Calvary Chapel, and I am also a film producer in Hollywood. And so I, I like to call myself a missionary in Hollywood. I think we need more missionaries in that creative realm. Um, it's, it's the most influential creative medium that we have. And so I think God is bringing so many faithful Spartans to, the, to the, the industry to be able to win it back. And so it's an honor. I know Remy as well, one of the other speakers, he is also um, a director and a writer and an actor. And so um, that's my background. And so, you know, I want to encourage you though, after being in the industry, how important it is to be able to be careful what kind of media you are intaking. It is so important. The enemy tries to use media to be able to lead you astray, and you may not even know the, the seeds that are being planted in you when you're watching some of these movies or these TV shows or the songs you're listening to or the things that you're watching on your phone, and that's why it's so important that you're aware of that because the enemy will use that to be able to lead you astray just as God is trying to bring Christians into Hollywood to be able to create content that can inspire you and that can fire you up to be able to make a difference in this world and to be able to expand the kingdom of God. And so you want to be feeding your soul with things that are going to produce righteous fruits in your life, fruits that honor the Lord, fruits that make you stand out as a Christian, fruits that make you an effective ambassador for Jesus Christ and showcasing these fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That's Galatians 5, 22 and 23. So I'm going to get into my message, guys. I'm, uh, I'm making a film that's inspired by the life of the great icon, George Mueller. And you may not know about George. He's fairly well known in the Christian community, but I'm trying to get more people to know about this man and how Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit worked through his brokenness to accomplish mighty things. And I, my hope and my prayer today is that after telling you about the things that George accomplished, that it would fire you up and so that you can take those big leaps of faith knowing that you have unwavering faith and that God has got your back so you can take those massive leaps and throw those massive Hail Mary passes to be able to expand the kingdom of God and be an amazing, effective ambassador for Jesus Christ. So fast forward a year and a half ago, I'm trying to figure out what type of film I want to produce. I, I'm struggling with, you know, coming out of film school and being an actor, and I wanted to utilize this platform to glorify God, but I just didn't know really how to do it. And I got a call from my dad one day when I'm dwelling about what type of film I'm going to make, and he calls me, he said, Garrett, he said, I just read this, read this book called Let the Children Come. And he said, it's inspired by the life of the great icon, George Mueller. And I'm like, huh, that sounds familiar. I feel like I've seen him in devotionals. He's quoted in Streams of the Desert. He lived in the same time Charles Spurgeon lived in the 1800s. 
And I remember seeing his name, and I was like, George Mueller, huh, Dad? And he's like, yeah, son. He's like, I read this book. This, this guy, George Mueller, is like one of the coolest guys to ever live, and you have to read this book. And he's like, Garrett, I cried when I read the book. And I'm like, Dad, you cried? Are you kidding me? My dad, he's a Vietnam veteran. He's like, just a hard guy. I'm like, I've never seen my dad cry once. And so for him to tell me, Garrett, I cried, I'm like, wait a second, Dad, I got to I gotta read this book. And he's like, you should make a movie about this guy. And I'm like, whoa, okay, okay, Lord, thank you for answering my prayers as I am constantly praying and leaning on God to be able to direct me down a path in Hollywood that can glorify him. And so I read the book, and I was greatly impacted by what this man accomplished. And I realized that more people need to know about what he did. And so I want you to know why his story changed my life in such a drastic way and, and why God led me down this path to be able to create a film that is inspired by his life to hopefully spark a fire within those people that are not only watching the film but are making the film. And that's something that you guys may not understand is the people that are making these films are actually more impacted than the people that are watching them because as a producer, you see a project all the way through. And so you're living with it for three, four, five years, start to finish. You're the one that comes up with the vision and that goes to a screenwriter and is like, hey, I have this vision, here's what I want to do. I have this book, I got an option on, let's make the film. And so he writes the script, then I find a director, then I get talent, then I do all of these things and you see it all the way through and it's a long process. And I can't tell you how blessed I am to have chosen to make a movie that is inspired by this great Christian icon because it changed my life and it fired me up. And I'll tell you something, serving here at Godspeak fired me up as well. And when I started to serve at my church, and I started to surround myself with individuals that were sharpening me, that were pouring into me, with those two things combined, I've felt this fire, this change in my life. I've been a Christian my whole life, but it was like a whole gallon of gasoline was just poured on my fire. And so I encourage you, serve at your church, surround yourself with godly men, and be careful who's in your inner circle. It's so important. And so... Uh, with George Mueller, he was all about unwavering faith. Uh, George Mueller had, he, the things that he accomplished in his life were extraordinary. George lived in the 1800s. He created an orphan housing program that cared for over 10,000 kids during his lifetime. He had five orphanages. He built 117 Christian schools he understood the value of filling kids with the Holy Spirit that didn't have families. It's so important. It talks about it in the Bible often, how we're supposed to care for the orphans, how we're supposed to care for the widowed. But I love this idea of caring for the orphans because it is so easy for the enemy to be able to fill them with addiction and darkness and lead them down that path of destruction because they have no family. And so George understood the value of pouring into these kids because they underst he understood it was the next generation. And so he poured into them. He filled them with the Holy Spirit. He accomplished mighty things. I mean, George Mueller, <laughs> he created this massive, massive operation that glorified God. And then when he was 70 years old, you would think that it's time to go to a beach and kick it and drink a pina colada. But George decided he wanted to be He's like, okay, cool, I just built this crazy orphan housing program, 117 Christian schools. I can't even imagine how difficult that must be in the 1800s. 
you know, I think about, like, how crazy it is to, like, care for two kids or, like, you know, like, build one, one school. I'm like, man, 170. And then he's like, okay, cool. I'm going to go to 42 different countries and preach the gospel. <laughs> and every single day, I'm going to preach a sermon. And he reached over 3 million people. I'm like, dude. I'm, I'm reading these statistics of George. I'm like, wow, am I doing enough? Am I doing enough? And I, I start to think about Am I being an effective ambassador for Christ? Am I being an effective missionary in my field when I start committing my works to the Lord and start to go down this path that glorifies him? And I'm like, wow, I read about people like him and Spurgeon and these other Christian icons. I'm like, wow, that inspires me to a level in which I've never experienced in my life. And so... Guys, I want you to open up your Bibles, if you have a Bible, to Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. And this is a verse that is really, it parallels with George's life because he had unwavering faith and he knew that if he constantly acknowledges Christ in every single instant in every single choice of his life he's constantly acknowledging Christ knowing that God was going to provide for him and that's why he was able to take these crazy leaps 117 school 10,000 kids 42 different countries 3 million people and think about the seeds and how many trees started to produce from those fruits so here it is Proverbs 3 5 through 8 or 5 through this is gonna be 5 through 6 trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding, and in all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. I love this. I love this verse, because if we can train ourselves, men, to be constantly acknowledging God in every facet of our life, mighty things will happen. He has this great promise for us that he is going to set our paths straight You know, my youth pastor, James Crawford, he made this amazing analogy that I love so much. He's like, it's like if you're playing on a football team, and it's like you know you are on the game-winning team. You know you're on the winning team. We know that we win in the end, guys. So if you know that, (laughs) how are you going to be playing differently? I'll tell you how I'm going to be playing if I'm on a game-winning team. I'm going to be making crazy Hail Mary passes. I'm going to be playing. I'm going to be enjoying life. I'm going to be loving life because I know that no matter what the hardship is, no matter what the trial is, no matter how obedient I am to God and, and, and the trials that I'm facing, sometimes that happens, guys. When we are obedient to God and following his word, and then we start getting hit with all these trials, we're like, what? God, I'm following you. I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing, and yet why, am I, why did I just lose my my wife, or why did my, my daughter just die, or my best friend, and all, my house just burnt down. Sometimes when we're obedient to God, oftentimes we face really tough trials, but God works everything together for good, my friends, and what a beautiful promise that is. What a beautiful promise that is. George Mueller faced some of the toughest trials I've ever seen. He lost his wife, he lost his daughter, he lost his best friend, he got remarried and she died. It was like he was paralleled with Job in the Bible, literally just, but he never lost faith and it actually fueled him because he understood how God works. He understood that he can always trust in the Lord 
and that he's working all things together for good, and he just kept on acknowledging, and it did nothing but fuel him up to be able to consistently be an effective kingdom grower and glorify God through working through the next generation of kids and evangelizing and being an effective ambassador for Christ. And so when we begin to grasp this concept of unwavering faith, right, when we start to trust God in your life more than you trust yourself, it means that you trust his timing when you're running out of patience. It means that that you trust his decisions even though you may not like them. I'm trusting, he's like, I'm making a movie. I've never, I don't even know how to make a movie, guys, for real. I'm like, I don't, I, how am I supposed to make a, a massive film? God has surrounded me with all of these heavy hitters, and I'm making this, I'm like, I don't even know how I'm, I'm doing it, but it's okay because I trust in the Lord, and I'm leaning on him, and I'm acknowledging him every step of the way. There may be instances in your life where you don't even know what's going on. You may not even know. You just take it day by day at a time, and you trust in the Lord, and you have this comfort and this peace about it because if you have that faith, you're not shackled down by fear. And it means that you will love him with all your heart even though you may not understand him. And when we begin to grasp this concept, you will be set free from the fear that keeps you from giving whatever God requires and going where God desires And until then, we're going to be shackled by fear. And you want to go where God desires. You don't want to go where your heart wants. Oh, I want to do this and that. No, no, no. Where does God want me to go? Let me start praying those those dangerous prayers to be able to lead me down that path, which I know expands the kingdom, which I know glorifies his name. And when you start doing that, your life will change. And God will bless you in the most unimaginable ways you can ever think of. And when you start obeying what he says in the Bible, because let me tell you something, my friends. His ways are better than our ways. I know that for sure. I've tried to do it my way. It doesn't work. I'm young. I'm 26 years old. But I've gone through that path. I've wandered, sleeping together with, before marriage, I've been, drugs, doing it all. I tried it. Empty, broken, depressed, filled with anxiety, down a path of destruction that ultimately leads to death. And then I'm like, wait a second. Let me try it. Wait, God, you have this owner's manual, right? Like the Bible? Let me just try to, okay, this is how I'm supposed to do it. But why are we ignoring this? Why are we ignoring the good news? Why are we afraid to boldly proclaim the good news? Friends, the gospel is good news. When you have good news in your life, you want to tell people about it, right? You want to tell people, hey, I got this great news. Jesus, this guy named Jesus <laughs> from Bethlehem. Have you ever heard of Bethlehem? I, 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 how do you know about Bethlehem? This little small town in the Middle East. How do you know it? Because this guy named Jesus Christ He literally died for your sins, and he rose from the dead. So think about Mueller's life, such a large operation, two churches he pastored, missionaries he supported, all of these things he's going on, Christian schools to staff, orphan homes to manage, marriage to keep stable, absolutely dependent on God all the way. Brothers and sisters, when you are dialed in with God And in tune with the Holy Spirit, you can find that perfect peace, no matter what the circumstances are. And if you you stop caring about your comforts and start caring about expanding God's kingdom, and when you start to live in obedience to his word and stay on his righteous path, God will bless you in unimaginable ways. 
and he will bless your family, and he will bless everything that you are doing. And let me tell you something, men, you have to be strong spiritual leaders in your family. It's so important. My dad, I, I love my dad. I'm so grateful for my dad. My, my, my mom, they, they raised me with this foundation that I'm so grateful for because although I wandered and I started trying all these things that were of this world that the enemy tried to lead me down to destroy my life, I had that strong foundation that my mom and my dad instilled into me at a very early age. And because of that, I felt convicted. And without that, I would have felt guilty. And there's a difference between guilty and convicted. Guilty, the enemy uses to lead you down to a path of death and destruction, self-explosion. But conviction leads you to turn away and repent from your sins. There's a difference between it. And that's why we have to be thankful. God, thank you. I thank you that I feel convicted right now. I thank you that I feel convicted that I'm not really going to church or I'm plugged in or I'm not serving enough. Thank you for, I'm, I'm feeling like I should do more. Thank him for that because that leads to this path that is more aligned with what he wants you to do. He's got bigger plans for you, my friends. Accomplish big things. <sighs> so the reason why most of us do very little of significance for God in life is because we're afraid of the risk. It's easy to stay on this path. I'm just doing my thing. Everything's fine. I just want to stay in my lane. Maybe I'll be on the sidelines. I don't really want to open up my mouth and talk about the gospel. I don't really want to, nah, I'll just go to church every once in a while, maybe on Christmas. Maybe. No, 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 no. Guys, that's not how we're supposed to do it. That's what I like to call lukewarm gummy bear Christian lifestyle, okay? We don't want to do that. We want to be Spartans. That's what we want to do. We want to be Spartans for Christ. And what is that? How does that look like? That, that includes you talking the talk, but you walking the walk and being a light and being salt to preserve the Christian principles and to live it out in a way that people see you and they know there's something different about you. And when you're around your friends that may be heathens and talking this way and acting this way, that is a very, very important environment to be in to be able to make sure you stand firm in your faith and that you're a light and you don't break and start talking like them and start buying into that whole thing that the enemy wants you to go down. You don't want to do that. When everything is destructing in your life and you're facing the toughest trials and tribulations in your entire life, all eyes are on you. Your families, your friends, everyone is looking at you when you are facing some of these tough trials, right? You lose your house, somebody dies. Now is the time where you have to be like, wow, how am I going to leave my family? How am I going to leave my friends? How, how am I going to act in such a way that people know that I am acknowledging Christ right now and that God is a promise keeper and he keeps his promises and I know he's working this all together for good because I'm committed to him. So the key takeaways, my friends, key takeaways, we want to strive to be constantly growing as effective ambassadors of Jesus Christ. George did it so well. We looked at people like George, to Charles Spurgeon, to C.S. Lewis, to all of these incredible people that accomplish mighty things. And we want to follow in their footsteps and keep pushing the boundaries of what can be done. Seek the glory of God and God will provide. That's an amazing thing to think about because when you're seeking God and you know you're on that path that is aligned with his will for you, you know he's going to provide no matter what. It's okay, George Mueller, pff, he prayed a prayer, thousands of kids, hungry, breakfast, no food. 
no food. But he got up on, that, on, on, the, on the stage and he, he said a prayer. He said, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your provision. And he thanked God because he knew God was going to provide. And right during that time, knock on the door. It was the baker. I felt convicted last night. I just felt like maybe I need to bake some bread for the children. Do you guys need some food? Oh, glory be to God. Thank you. Milk guy comes in. Hey, my milk carton just broke down. Do you guys need some milk? God provided for him. How cool is that? And he never gave up on his friends, his five friends that were non-believers that he was pouring into. Who are you pouring into in your life? Who are you praying for? Your friends, your family members that are non-believers? Keep praying for them diligently. George Mueller, every single day. Lord, I ask you for these five friends that I have that are not saved. I ask that you fill them with the Spirit, Lord. Surround them with people that will lead them down a path of righteousness and to accept Jesus Christ as their Savior. And what happened? All five of them got saved. Three of them during his lifetime and he died and the other two got saved shortly after he died. He writes about it in his diary, prayed for him every single day. Always be praying for your friends that are non-believers. Only two places that people go, friends, heaven and hell. And good people do not go to heaven. And you've got to be bold when you tell people that. Be a full-time kingdom grower with unwavering faith. I love that. Unwavering faith, guys. Have unwavering faith, full-time, every single day. Am I talking about it with people? Every single day I try to do it. I just try to talk to at least one person. If I'm, I'm on a plane, you're done because you're sitting next to me for two hours. I say, hey, man, what's up? You got a faith? <laughs> How are you doing? I like the shoes. You got a faith? That's the transition question. You got a faith? Oh, cool. You go to church? Is that your thing? That's a big part of my life. Let me tell you about my testimony. Let me tell you about what God did in my life and how he worked through my brokenness. Woo! Use your testimony as a weapon, friends. People will be like, whoa. <laughs> Amen. Faith is meaningless if you're not living it. Talk the talk, you gotta walk the walk. Pray for it. If you, if you struggle with it, if you struggle, act in a certain way, pray, God, help me walk that walk. Help me live out what I'm learning and actually be that light and that salt that you command us to do. I'll leave you with this last statement. If you do all these things and you live in accordance to his will, you follow his word, you're an effective ambassador for Christ, you're a Spartan, you're talking to people about the gospel. You're leading your family in such a way that brings them closer to Jesus Christ. You can look forward to that day. When you die and you stand before Jesus at his throne and he's smiling at you and he looks at you dead in the eyes and he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. That's all I have for you guys. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Light in the darkness, I won't hope for the hopeless And rest for the weary mind And you've got truth for the taking But my heart won't be shaken If today be the day that I die Whoa, 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 whoa Times of trouble, I keep my heart seeking you. Oh, I will keep my heart seeking you. Whoa, 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 whoa,
heart seeking you I will keep my heart seeking